The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson, and we have a very exciting show today with Jerry and Shirley Rose, authors of Significant Living, A Roadmap for the Second Half of Your Life. Well, with the reality of an aging population globally and, well, here in the U.S., uh, uh, a huge baby boomer population uh, approaching retirement, it seems timely to discuss the career and workplace impact of this tsunami of a transition when you think about the numbers in that generation, particularly now uh, when retirement funds have uh, recently taken a hit in value and we have the largest level of unemployment in virtually decades. There are significant pressures on uh, this generation and on employers uh, to consider their options and needs. Today's guests uh, present a comprehensive perspective on how you can ensure success and significance throughout the second half of your life. In fact, their roadmap has relevance at any age. So regardless of your career stage, listen to timeless wisdom on how to ensure that your life's journey has significance. And before we introduce uh, Jerry and Shirley, I'd like to share a little bit about their incredible background. Uh, They both lead Total Living Network, TLN, which is a Christian television network and airs on over 60 uh, Christian stations nationwide as well as internationally via broadcast, cable, digital, and, of course, satellite. TLN produces and delivers biblically relevant and compelling programs such as Marriage, For Better, For Worse, Journey, and Aspiring Women. Uh, Jerry has served for 40 years in Christian broadcasting and is CEO of Total Living International. He has been active in the National Religious Broadcasters Association for over 20 years and served three years as its president. Uh, TLN has a a dozen Emmys uh, to its honor, and has also won the Broadcast Achievement Award. Shirley's program, Aspiring Women, received two Emmys and was recently named Best Television Talk Show for the NRB. Of course, she serves on numerous boards and executive producer and co-host of several programs. And Jerry and Shirley together have written many books and are co-authors of Significant Living, which we'll be talking about today. Their television show by that same name was awarded NRB's Best Television Talk Show. Welcome, Jerry and Shirley. We're delighted to have you with us today. Thank you. It's our pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you, Cheryl. It's, uh, we've been looking forward to this. Wonderful. Well, Significant Living is an award-winning, well, TV show, organization, magazine, and now a new book. 
Uh, what are the overall goals of uh, significant living and the scope of your outreach? Well, you know, there's, there's roughly 78 million boomers who are going to uh, need a roadmap for the rest of their life. And many of them, if not most, really don't have a strategy. They have little idea of what they want to do with the rest of their life. And our goal, Cheryl, is just to provide some pragmatic principles for helping them to find really exciting meaning and purpose for the second half of their life. And the scope, really, uh, are the boomers we hear so much about, but also we're reaching out to the post-boomers, primarily nationally. But what we're finding is that there are people, even in other countries, that uh, when they find out about significant living and some of these principles, uh, we start hearing from them, and they say, hey, I need help. Jerry, Shirley, this is Ken Dawson. Uh, So good to have you with us today. Sure, you're welcome. Good to be with you. We would uh, love very much for you to share with our listeners, if you would, uh, how you're seeing the current economic situation in our country. We know for sure that many people are hurting. Cheryl and I have spent over 30 years helping them through job search, outplacement, uh, what we call better job, better pay, better life. Share with our listeners what you see and hear in our country today relative to how they can deal with the downturn in the economy, with the joblessness, with hopelessness, homelessness, so many things you experience. Share some inspirational, positive thoughts for our listeners, if you would, please. I'm going to let uh, Jerry address this in a second, but I just wanted to say that that really for boomers that are facing retirement and yet they're finding, as Jerry and I, that that their retirement funds have significantly been decreased, it can almost be a positive, Ken, because, you know, a lot of people look forward to retirement. Maybe they've been in a job they just really didn't like that much, and they're looking to retirement as a utopia. But but statistics show that in the first year or two of retirement, uh, it's pretty satisfying. But by the third year, they're very disillusioned. And, and beyond that, they can be in deep depression because, you know, when you have unlimited leisure or you can only do so much golf fishing, whatever. So the reason I see this is, is really as a positive for many boomers that are entering uh, the retirement age is because they're going to be motivated to keep working. They're going to be motivated to keep active. And maybe it will be a, a, a time when they can, uh, can change careers, do something they've always wanted to do. But in that sense, I think it's a positive, and I'll let Jerry address more of the economic uh, uh, view of it, but uh, I think in many ways it can be a positive for boomers. Well, one of the things I think is important for, for people who are now, Ken and Cheryl, having to look at a bit of a different plan uh, for the rest of their life. You know, there, there are two kinds of people who retire. Uh, one is the person who is forced to retire, and generally speaking, they lose their identity. Uh, because most of us guys are identified by what we do. You know, a couple of guys meet, and within two to three minutes, the question is, what do you do? So we sort of identify ourselves by what we do instead of who we are. And as a result, we go through an entire career identified by a job rather than by our gifts and our talents. And I think that there's that certain age, regardless of what your financial situation is, regardless of whether you've lost most, most of your 401K or regardless of what has happened, uh, you need to begin to redefine who you are. There's a certain age where you need to begin to redefine who you are. And there are people now who are thinking they are stuck 
in a particular kind of a career, but maybe they're not. Maybe they need to restart start thinking, and now they're thinking, I'm going to have to work for five to eight or so more years uh, because, of, because of the downturn in the economy. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to keep doing the same thing. The kids may be gone. You may still have better choices. And so one of the things that I think is very important at this time is to get past what you do and begin to identify who you are and see how those gifts and talent can be applied in some other ways. So I think Shirley's right when she says, regardless of what's happening, there's still some positive in this because we are still moving into another season of life. Regardless of where we may be in our career, there's a certain time when we start thinking about another season of life, and that's a time to do some some real hard searching about who am I and not just what do I do. I think it will motivate a person to really kind of start thinking in the right vein, and that is that we have a lot of time left. God has given us increased longevity. You know, after World War II, you could retire and expect to live about five years. Now, if you retire at 65, and especially if you retire a lot earlier, like a lot of boomers have done, you're facing 15, 20, 25 years of life after retirement. So, you know, you don't want to think of that as being just leisure. That, that's a huge mistake. Oh, and so people no do question. need a strategy. Yeah, there's no question about that, Shirley. In fact, you point out in the book and, and, and research that we've done uh, support this. In fact, I'm, I'm one of the boomers right here. So <laughs> Me too. <laughs> everything you wrote in the book. But it, one of these uh, polls that you uh, mentioned in the book says that 70% of baby, baby boomers don't even intend to stop working. They mm-hmm. want to work in some capacity, and we see that in the clientele we're working with. They want to right. do part-time, or they want to do, uh, maybe they change the kind of role that they fill in the same industry, or maybe a different segment of the industry, or they think about consulting. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. our clients are looking at franchising or other uh, independent business options if they have a, uh, some money that they can invest in those options. But clearly, people like and want to keep working in our generation. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. Uh, well, think- I, I think one of the things to, that people need to think about is there's a, I think there's a better term for retirement. I think that term is transition because to retire means to retreat from something. Yeah. And so often when people think about retirement, they think my career's over and now it's time for me to kind of move to the sidelines and, and, you know, find a craft that I can do or something, but I no longer have use. And that, that is not only a myth, it's a dangerous myth. Uh, I just read about a guy who just sold his hot dog stand after 80, he'd been in business 85 years, he's 100 years old, uh, he just sold his hot dog stand, and two weeks later, a man hired him in his restaurant, and now he's working in another restaurant. And he he's said, a greeter, I think. Now. Yeah, he's, he's a greeter. And he said, you know, retirement wasn't what it was cut out to be. Well, the guy was retired for two weeks, but he never was identified by his chronological age because most people would say, hey, at 100 years old, there's no way you keep working. Well, he is working, and he is doing something meaningful, and, and he's doing a great job of being a greeter. So there's always something for us to do, and the important thing is to think in terms of transition, of moving from one thing to another, rather than thinking about ending something. 
Yeah, I think life is uh, just a, a series of transitions, isn't it? And yes, absolutely. Fact, you, you mentioned in the book, and of course, uh, all of us are well aware of the dramatical, uh, dramatic changes that have occurred in the last 40, 50 years, and it's really created a whole new world uh, to us. It's nothing like when we were, we were born or little children. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I like your quote, uh, we harness solar power and survive flower power. <laughs> and, Among other things. <laughs> yeah, and so as our generation uh, and, and the one that's coming up behind us are retiring, especially in the large numbers, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, uh, two-thirds of the people who are over 60 are living at, at this time than, um, you know, in all of history? So we have more right. older people living now than have ever mm-hmm. been born. <laughs> it, it's mind-boggling. It is and mind-boggling. It's so mind-boggling. And, and, of course, the reason for that, is, you know, as we, as we deal with in the book, is not only, you know, the healthy seniors, you know, but also is the, is the, the, uh, the, the lack of births. I mean, you know, the Gen Xers weren't, were about half as many as the boomers, and then, you know, their children, it, it's even less. So, I mean, we are definitely seeing this huge imbalance in, in age in our society. Well, we're just, uh, we've got a couple minutes here, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about the kinds of options that people uh, can consider as they're making these transitions. And we work with a lot of different folks, as Ken mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, who are 50, 60, 70. Um, I don't, That's great. I don't know that we've ever had anyone hit, hit 80 and be in our program, but it, it doesn't matter really your age. It matters your health and your skills and, Jerry, as you mentioned, your, your capabilities and being able to identify uh, what directions are most uh, effective to go in. So just a minute here before uh, we break, uh, any other comments about uh, evaluating those things? Well, I, w- I would just like to say thank you for, you know, for doing what you do, but also attitude is huge. Attitude is as, is as important as skills or anything else. You have to think, think right. Maybe we can talk about that when we return. We sure will, and we'll be right back, so don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the Total Career Success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and Total Career Success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. Hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? 
You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Best. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Jerry and Shirley Rose. And we're talking about significant living. Just before the break, uh, we mentioned uh, how important a positive attitude is. And in our book, Job Search, A Total System, we present what we call our cycle of success. And positive linking, it, it, thinking is indeed the first element. And so it is with your book. Um, why is attitude the first coordinate to significance? Because we thought it was so important that we put it first. I mean, even before spiritual growth, which, of course, is, is so hugely important. But attitude is everything because if a person thinks they're too old to do something, then that's going to be their biggest hang-up. That's going to be their, their biggest hurdle to get over. Um, and so we think we, we like to ask people, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? And, and, you know, if people think young, we, we give a lot of examples in the book, and there are hundreds of other examples. We share stories in our magazine, Significant Living, about people who just didn't think they were old. They didn't think they were too old to do what they wanted to do. And, we you know, we have stories about people in their 90s that are still traveling the globe and making a difference, those kinds of things. And you'll never do that have that kind of significance if you think you're too old. But one of the things that I think is important, so often we say, think young. And I'm not sure that's really the answer. I, I think the answer is just not thinking young or old. You just do what you can do. Uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're, don't let your chronological age determine what you do or who you are. Because in our culture, there's almost a cultural mandate that when you reach a certain age that you're supposed to retire to the sidelines of life and watch the world go by. can't do that. We have too much experience. We have too much knowledge. We have too much wisdom. All of that needs to be put to good use in our culture. The culture needs it. Society needs it. America needs it. 
So we should not retire to the sidelines, and we should not live because we think that when you're 65 or 70 that there's things you shouldn't do. If your body says you can do it, then do it. But it's not a matter of thinking young. It's just a matter of being where you are and who you are at that season of life and achieving everything you can achieve at that season of life. And, and that was an important thing that Jerry mentioned was this, the, the attitude of our culture. It is a youth-centered culture, and so we have to overcome that in order to have a healthy attitude about aging. And many of us, our self-image and our self-confidence diminish because of that. And get over being ashamed of your age. You know, you, you should not be ashamed of your age. Uh, you know, I had to work my way through that. Uh, but because the culture says that when you reach a certain age that you're no longer as important or you're no longer as necessary, uh, we've got to get past that. We have far too much to offer to allow that kind of attitude to seep into our spirit. All right, Gary, you and... You and uh, uh, you both are experiencing that, as Cheryl and I are. Uh, I'm currently in Las Vegas. I'm traveling the company helping veterans. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, and I travel the country and find groups of veterans from all ages. I mean, I've had World War II veterans, and I just came back from Jackson Hole, and I had a decorated World War II POW who landed at D-Day. I mean, just... <laughs> Wow. Amazing, for you. amazing, Good for you. and to and to listen, and uh, I mean, this is living history. Literally, people who uh, I mean, we're losing fifteen to eighteen hundred World War II mm-hmm. veterans a day, and and I'm just traveling the country, and in Las Vegas, I'm seeing so much experience, so many people who are experiencing the downturn, the downturn in the economy, and. And, and going around and talking to people about being exciting and money. it's just amazing how many wonderful people you run into who have that spirit, who have that excitement and love what we do because we're talking better job, better pay, better life. It's all positive, no negative. If you don't focus on the negative, it's amazing what you can do with your life. I know we're going to talk about legacy a little later in the program, but what you're doing with these these guys are so important because, you know, when someone passes away, you lose a library. Exactly. And and so we have to start. If we put the proper importance on people that are up there in age, then then we would gain so much. We wouldn't lose so much. So so good for you. That's great. That's a great work. Well, one of the things, if I might just add one more thing about this, one of the things that we have to realize is that in each season of life, in our second half of life, There are opportunities and there are challenges. And when I'm in my 70s, there will be things that that I won't be able to do that I could do in my 50s. But that doesn't mean that there's not things I can do. And so what I look for are the things that I can do and understand that I have certain limitations. You know, I'm, I'm 67 and I hurt places that I didn't used to hurt. But it doesn't stop me from going out and doing some fairly extreme things in sports. So the idea is that we, we, keep, we, we keep stretching ourselves. We don't get complacent. That's the yeah. worst thing that can happen to us and begin to become sedentary mm-hmm. and not have exciting, important, significant things going on in our lives. We talk a lot about taking risks, and you know, there were folks on the family did a, a survey, and one of the main things that people said was their biggest regret in life, that they didn't take more risks. And, and so, you know, I always say to someone, there is no risk so dangerous as the, as the danger of sitting on the sidelines of life and being overcome by complacency. Exactly. That is more dangerous than any risk you might take. Exactly right. 
Well, I'm out here on a motorcycle with my two cocker spaniels, and I'm 60. <laughs> I'm 68, Jerry. Right there. I'm 68, Jerry. So okay. what we need to do is uh, get on our bikes and travel west. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I've I've stopped to look at ladies, and they say, "Oh, what a wonderful bike!" And I said, "No excuses. Get on." And I take them for a ride. <laughs> And they said, oh, no, it's much too dangerous. I said, here's a helmet, get on, and let's go. And they get back, and, I mean, they're screaming, and, wow, it's so exciting. I've never had that much fun. Always something they wanted to do but never had the opportunity. There's no excuse for not doing it. Well, on on Wednesday morning about uh, 5 a.m., I'm uh, loading up my horse and headed for uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, to participate in in, uh, cowboy-mounted shooting competition. So, uh, we're both we're both a bit extreme, but that's good. Oh, listen, extreme is wonderful, and the more the older we get, the more extreme we get. <laughs> that should be the way it is. Instead of getting more cautious as you get older, it's like the the story of the guy on death row who was getting his last meal request, and they said, "What do you want?" And he said, "Lots and lots of mushrooms." And they said, "Well, why just mushrooms?" He said, "Because I was always afraid to eat them before." Exactly. You know, it's like now or never. We need to do those things that we've always dreamed of. Exactly right. Well, Shirley, you mentioned the importance of a spiritual life as well. And talking yes. about complacency, many people uh, kind of get that way with their spiritual life. What do you recommend to keep fresh in that area? Oh, you know, it's not it's not hard, but it's just so easy to fall into complacency. A lot of people, unfortunately, are taking the attitude as boomers and beyond, even old seniors, are that, you know, I've been there and done that. I don't need to be faithful to church. Um, I don't need to take leadership at my church anymore. There are young people coming along to do that. Plus, the church is focused on the youth, so let them do it all. And it's a very dangerous uh, mentality. Uh, Single men, for instance, are dropping out of church in unprecedented numbers. And at a time when we need to have our spiritual antenna really tuned out there, really to be intense and to... Uh, gain more and more maturity in the things of the Lord, unfortunately a lot of people are kind of uh, getting the the, uh, attitude that it's time to retire spiritually as well. And it's not hard to maintain that spiritual, uh, uh, you know, cuteness. We just need to continue to be faithful in church. We need to volunteer. You know, we need to mentor young people. Intergenerational ministry is so important. If we don't pass along our faith to the next generation coming up, they won't have a faith. If we don't share how that God can be trusted and how that God is faithful and he's there even in the midst of troubles, how will they learn that? So it's very, very important uh, to, to keep your spiritual uh, life strong and healthy. And one of the things, too, uh, most research has shown that people who cultivate their spiritual lives are emotionally healthier. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It's a, it, it's, it's a foundational thing that every person should have in their lives. I... I interviewed a trainer, a Hollywood trainer, who uh, trains Hollywood stars, and he said unless they're, unless they're willing not only to help, let me help them with their physical, unless they're willing to engage in the spiritual, I don't accept them because they can be physically healthy, but I meet, he said I meet so many of them that emotionally and spiritually are disaster cases and so he said, I just don't accept them as a client unless they're willing to deal with those aspects of their lives. And, and of course, another of the problem is, as I said, the churches are not focused on the boomers and beyond. They're focused on the youth. One, there's one senior adult pastor for every 40 youth pastors in the, church, in the churches today. And so it's very easy then for when, when 
when people midlife and beyond feel like they're being ignored to just drop out of church. And it's a really dangerous thing to do because, you know, you can't really find true significance unless you really are in tune with God's vision for your life and his plan for your life and what he wants you to do. Well, we talked about a number of the coordinates already. And uh, before you can really accomplish anything, you have to have a strategy or a plan. And right. you mentioned how important that is uh, to moving forward. And, and uh, why do people fail to set goals at this time in their life? Well, again, because I think so many people see retirement as kind of an end, uh, end post- of a career. Uh, and it's sort of, they think of retirement as post. It's post-career. Uh, and they kind of settle in and they don't really think about a strategy because they're thinking, okay, I'm going to play golf or I'm going to fish or I'm going to whatever it is they decide to do, and they don't think of productivity beyond what they consider retirement or to retire, to retreat. Um, It is absolutely essential that all of us, everybody moving into a second half of life, it's not like right after post right after World War II. Well, we're coming up on break here, but when we'll go back, we'll talk about more coordinates for significant living. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh Hey guys, that's a personal foul. Inactive activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. 
Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl with, with Jerry and Shirley Rose. Uh, on significant living, and Ken, I know you had a question that you'd like to pose. Well, it's not really a question, Cheryl, as much as it is uh, and, uh, a comment relative to some of the things we were talking about earlier. Uh, Jerry, Shirley, and our listeners, in our book, Job Search, a Total System, we talk an awful lot about better job, better pay, better life, simply because it's all goal-directed. Instead of looking back, you're always looking forward. And in many, many cases, we've had... Uh, so many folks who have come in from all ages, but in the senior levels, one gentleman I remember in particular, who's a friend of ours uh, to this day, came in and said, God, I'm 69 and over the hill and uh, nobody wants me and I think I have to retire, but I don't want to. And I said, no, uh, you don't have to retire and this is what you need to do. So I sat down and developed a strategy for him, A-plus resume, A-plus interviewing style, A-plus networking, the whole nine yards. And he wound up getting a position that was twice what he was making before. Wow. And, yeah. and the key was talking t- directly to the CEO. And the CEO said, uh, I'm so impressed with everything you have. And uh, his name is Joel Bates, who's a good friend of ours, if he's listening. And Joel said, well, sir, the only way you can hire an individual with 35 years of experience is to hire an older person. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? That comment caused me to bring you on at twice what you were making. Welcome aboard. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. that's good. I'm going to use that one. He actually made several changes uh, in his career after he had been in our program before he, he truly did retire. Now in retirement, he's taking our program and offering it to individuals in his church. Exactly. Uh, really? To help yeah. them move on to bigger and better opportunities when they have lost their jobs. So mm-hmm. just uh, keeping to your... Um, to your model, Jerry and Sherry, uh, he's continuing to work. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, preparation for significance. And the next coordinate that you have in the book is what makes it a reality, and that's action. Right. So putting the plan or strategy into action is not always easy. It takes hard work, doesn't it? 
It does, and it does take, uh, first of all, having a plan, but then being, having the courage to go ahead and take the first step, whether that might be, you know, getting a resume or connecting with a company like yours or whatever. But, you know, Jerry, Jerry says that his dad used to, used to kind of live in the land of almost. You know, you see that piece of property? I almost bought that piece of property. Mm-hmm. Or you see that? I almost did that. And, you know, a lot of people live in the land of almost, and they, they have a good plan, but they never have the courage to take the first step. Jerry says, if you want a horse, buy a saddle. And I'll let him tell that story, but it's a, it's a great philosophy. Well, we had uh, we had had horses at one time, and well, this is actually before we, we had horses. And I I wanted a horse for my daughter, and we couldn't afford it. Um, and we kept thinking about it, thinking about it, but we couldn't afford it. So we went to an auction, and I bought a saddle. And we were walking out of the auction, and Shirley said, "Why did you buy a saddle? We we don't have a horse." And I said, because this puts me in the way of a dream. Now I have a saddle. Now I'll start thinking about what is it I can do to get a horse under this saddle. And uh, it wasn't long before, a, a few years later, we had a farm. So, you know, his, <laughs> horses, first, so. his first step in fulfilling that dream was to buy a saddle, even though he didn't even have a horse yet. And it's just an example of how you have to do something. Maybe you take a course, or maybe you, you know what you want. So maybe you start volunteering with someone that does what you want to do. You know, but but you just have to start somewhere. You have to take that first step, and it it may seem a little overwhelming. You you might think, wow, I have a long way to go to get to my goal. But you know how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. But you know, you have to take the first bite. And and so many times people have good intentions, but and they, they even have a strategy. They have they have a vision of what they want to do, but they just never get intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And you have to get intentional and say, what is it that I need to do that will help me. To arrive at this, and this is, you know, this is really what you guys do. You help people get intentional right. about a transition in life, something else they want to do. But they, and, and I think it's good to get with a, with a with a business like yours and begin to get some help in what is it I can do to achieve these things that I've wanted to do, or this thing that I've wanted to do that's beyond just my career. But so many people are afraid to get outside the rut. And right. to, because they're not sure what's there. Well, and, you know, we give a lot of practical things, actions that you need to take in order for significance. And one other thing is to you just use what you have available. Another very, very important thing that people need to do is to get to take action to right the wrongs of the past. You know, a lot of people are held back because they can't get past their past, whether it's bitterness they're holding against someone who hurt them in their younger life or whether it's something they've done themselves and the guilt. Uh, and the regrets are holding them back. So that's one of the actions that you need to do, and we give some practical ways about how to do it, to do that. So, you know, like forgiving yourself, for instance. And so there's a lot of actions that you have to take to put you on the road to significance. Sure, Cheryl, if you don't mind, let's go to the other end, and that's let's talk about our kids. Let's talk about our college kids, uh, university kids, kids that really care, kids that really want to make a difference, kids that really care about the uh, seniors, the older generation, Share with our listeners, many of whom are these kids who do want to make a difference, who want to help our seniors, who want to help our veterans, who truly want to do everything they possibly can to help our wonderful country. What are your words of wisdom for them? I would say grab hold on every older person that you can that you meet and just pick their brain. You know, the problem is when you're young or even when you get married, you get out of college, you get married, you're trying to raise your family, you're so busy with life that you don't realize the value of something right in front of you. And I would say to these kids, intergenerational ministry, mentoring is so important. I would say, you know, get to know that older person at church. Sit down with your grandparents. 
pick their brain, talk to them about their faith, talk to them about, you know, what, what have they learned through life, what are their mistakes that they've learned from. You know, say, share with me, what's the stupidest thing you ever did, you know. Uh, so I would say just take advantage of that knowledge and wisdom that's right in front of your eyes and, and just really learn from the people that are older than you. And, and that's going to be enriching their life as well at the same time. There's a, there's a huge segregation uh, among young people and older people. Younger people tend to hang around with younger people. Older people tend to hang around with older people. That, that needs to be broken down. And for young people who understand this, mm-hmm. I would recommend that if they're in college, that they find a way, start a club or start something that's an intergenerational club. If they're in church, start something that's intergenerational to achieve what Shirley is talking about. Uh, start finding someone that can be a, a blessing in your life. Some of the some of my best mentors, some of the some of the people who have meant the most to me, were older people that I had a great respect for, who had great leadership ability, and they taught me leadership. Because and I, I submitted myself to their wisdom and to their judgment. Uh, just one quick story: when I was when I was elected president of the National Religious Broadcasters, there were so many things that I knew that I needed help on. So I went to one of the best leaders that I knew who had been the head of his denomination and had retired and was doing some other things. And I went to him and said, I need a coach. Will you be my coach? And for three years, this man was my coach and offered me some of the best judgment I could possibly have and helped me to keep from making some pretty serious mistakes uh, during my three years of leadership of the National Religious Broadcasters. Well, and you make a really excellent point because uh, we find again and again that mentorship is a very, very high need within organizations. Yes. And so there are lots of opportunities for people in the second half, as we're talking about, to uh, work part-time or to work on a consulting basis, um, or it may, it may be a full-time role as well, where they can mentor the generations coming up and teach oh, them yeah. the things that they have learned. So even though you know, information has changed at such an incredible rate. There are certain things about relationships, uh, Jerry, mm-hmm. as you say, about leadership that are timeless, and these lessons are needed for every generation. Absolutely. The best example I can share with you real quickly is uh, in my travels. I, as mentioned earlier, I'm working a lot with veterans. To see a, a World War II veteran or Korean veteran or even a Vietnam veteran sit with some of these kids that are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and oh, yeah. some have lost arms and legs and, and others appear to be fine, but they suffer from PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And it's amazing how listening to uh, seasoned veterans, World War II veterans, Korean veterans, what we used to call post-Vietnam syndrome. I have a brother that suffers from it, and to help these young kids coming back is just so enriching and wonderful and helping them with careers, but also adjusting to life, adjusting to what they want to do with the rest of their life. And having these wonderful, wonderful mentors is just so important to them. Well, I I would suggest that every younger person, young professional, uh, male, college, male or female, get two or three older mentors that you can really submit yourself to and you can listen to and people you trust their judgment, they can be an incredible, an incredible assist to you. Exactly right. 
Well, I like the research that you quote in the in the book uh, regarding, uh, I guess it's Dr. Dean uh, Ornish. Or- Ornish, yes. Uh, that love and int- intimacy cause significant improvements in health and well-being, and more so than any other factor. And when you think about that, that is a powerful statement for why connections of all ages and all generations are so important to our lives. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the good thing is that boomers, aging boomers, are beginning to see the, the value of connection. I mean, we were not like our parents. Our parents, you know, kept one job for at least 10 years at a time. Some of them only had one or two jobs their whole careers. Boomers have an average of 10 jobs during their career. We were all about climbing up the corporate ladder, moving around, being mobile, moving away from our roots. But now that boomers are, are getting to retirement age, They want to move back to where their families are. They want to be close to their grandchildren or even their old friends. And that's a very important thing because one thing about aging is you need a support group. You need connections. You need someone to be there for you and help you. So that's a very positive thing. But connection is is completely important. Well, when we come back from break, we'll look into some other coordinates. So see you in a moment. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at 9 miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from FeedThePig.org. Do not be alarmed. We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to FeedThePig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Self-leadership is more important than corporate leadership. In the hustle and bustle world we live in, we need to be reminded that in all failures and successes, we are the common denominators. 
Each week, let Daniel Gutierrez help bring you the tools you need to manage self-leadership, resulting in self-success. Make your mark in your industry. Make sure you listen to Right Here, Right Now, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're here with Jerry and Shirley Rose, and they're sharing their insights on significant living, and that's an important topic for all of us, uh, for all generations. But you're not really very, you're not Pollyanna about uh, the realities of Second Life. We do have losses that we face and sure. challenges that come about, and some of there can be health issues and so forth. What do you recommend for, you know, getting through those valleys? Well, we we do uh, definitely. There are challenges with aging. I mean, yeah, we're not pretending that you know things don't happen. Uh, people get divorced. People lose their spouses. Uh, people broken relationships. You know, a, a relationships with adult children kind of go south. I mean, all those things happen. Uh, uh, a lot of people are dealing with. Uh, they still have kids at home, maybe college kids, and they're having to care for their their aging parents. Uh, so they're the sandwich generation. So there's a lot of those realities, uh, you know, that I have friends. I've done a lot of surveys for the present book I'm writing. A lot of my friends are dealing with their kids have, have been, have, are suffering from this economic boom. So now they're having to help their children financially for the sake of their grandchildren. You know, those kinds of things happen. And so we, we talk about the valley bringing life or death. You know, you, the valley can bring life or death. And Jerry, uh, can, can address this, but he was with, in the valley, the Negev Desert not too long ago, a few years ago with my son, and he found out there that even though they would climb the mountains during the day and see these beautiful vistas, these beautiful scenes, it was the valleys that had the life in them. You had to go back to the valley. And so I think God allows valleys in our life for the same reason, not to bring death, but to bring life, because we, be- we begin to depend on him more in those valleys. So we recommend that people learn to trust God in those difficult times, to run to the Father. And I know that may sound like just a meaningless platitude, but it's really true. If we truly understand the nature of God, then we can learn to trust him with whatever comes in our life and know that he redeems and he makes the most of those situations. But, but I think part of that perseverance, too, is important. You know, in, in the cowboy world, I'm in, in the cowboy stuff, and in the cowboy world, we call it cowboying up, that you persevere, you, you keep going. And so... In the second half of life, the older we get, the more physical challenges we're going to have. Uh, we deal with them as as best we can, but we don't let them completely stop us. You know, there there are people who can't get around that much anymore, but they still have meaning. They still have purpose. There's still things that they can do. And so we just look at that season of life and say, okay, now I'm more limited. So with these limitations... What is it that I can do that can be that can be helpful to other people? That can be meaningful to me to begin to to still uh, you know we all identify with Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, and the uttermost need 
is that we have a need for identity and purpose. Mm -hmm. That is the, that's the uppermost need in all of our lives. And what happens sometimes is we have to adjust our vision. You know, you have to have a vision, which is another way of finding God's will for your life. But, but that, that may adjust. We may need to be flexible. But that doesn't mean that when you reach a certain age, God doesn't have a plan for you. You know, I love Paul's attitude because he was a pretty getting on up there in age when he said, I look toward the future. I forget the things that are behind, and I look to the future. It, the Bible talks nothing about retirement. So that means to me that, there is a, that God has a plan for you, whatever age you are, whatever physical condition you're in, how much finances you have or don't have. There is still a plan that God has for your life, and we just we might have to readjust our vision, but there's always a plan. Let me give you a perfect example of that. Uh, Cheryl and I were sitting in church one time, and we listened to uh, this gentleman being honored as being a World War II veteran. He stood up and got a round of applause from the audience, and mm -hmm. uh, we went up shortly afterwards, and I asked him if he would be an honored guest of ours in our facility in Houston, and what we often do is bring in a uh, speaker or honored veteran like this World War II POW. Hmm. He and his wife sat at the table of honor, and I invited in veterans from all services uh, simply to honor him. And I didn't know if he was going to say anything or not, and his wife said, oh, no, no, he'll never say anything, he'll never talk about the war. So what I always do is begin by having everyone in the room introduce themselves, and they talk about their service and what they did, and we went around the room, and finally I got to the gentleman at the table, and, and his wife said, oh, well, he probably won't say anything, and he said, uh, well, if you don't mind, I would like to talk about my World War II experiences. And I mean, you should have seen his wife's face. In 50 wow. years of marriage, they had never, ever talked about his service, and she was just overwhelmed. But it was the veterans bringing out their experiences that caused him to want to share his experiences. And, I mean, you could hear a pin drop in the room. He talked for half an hour about it, and he got a standing ovation from the group. But here's an example of a gentleman that had all these experiences and wonderful stories to tell, just waiting for an environment and an opportunity to share with people in the world. Well, everyone has something to share. That's, that's the truth. Well, not only that, but, uh, you know, coming to one of the most important areas is, is leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody wants, and that's your final coordinate, but very often leaving an inheritance uh, is, is not really the kind of legacy that makes people feel significant. No. What are some of the ways that people can leave legacies that will truly make a difference? We have, we have teachings on wills and trusts and that kind of thing, but, but in this book we're talking about something totally different. We're talking about leaving a legacy of faith, a legacy of character, a legacy of priorities. And the way that we do there are many ways that we do that. One of the things that we're, Jerry and I are, are enjoying right now is pouring our lives into our grandchildren mm -hmm. and just telling them stories. Uh, they love stories. So that's one way that you can leave a legacy. And, and I, as I mentioned earlier, tell them about your mistakes. T take them to, to where you grew up. Take them to uh, your hometown and say, you know, I made some mistakes here, but this is what I've learned. Uh, it's so important that we pass on the faith that, our, that, the, that the former generations passed on to us. And, I, I think, and, it's, and it has nothing to do with money. And I think living out our character... Uh, living a life of character, uh, showing compassion, uh, you know, Shirley has something that she's doing that I think is very interesting. Uh, she gets on Skype uh, with our granddaughter, and her granddaughter, she's visiting with us right now, but they live in Charleston. 
so they get on Skype and they can watch, they can visit with each other on video, and surely they read a book together. Uh, and so That's even though idea. she is that many miles away, they still have they still have that relationship where she'll lay in her bed with her computer with a computer there, and they read back and forth and they turn the pages together. That's connection. And that's legacy. And it's making memories. And, and you know, memories, memories are a legacy that we leave to, the, to the, our children and our grandchildren. Well, we're uh, going to have to leave uh, the other ideas for people to go get your book. And how would they do that? They can go to our website, SL50, the number 50, SL50.org, or they can find our book, Significant Living, in any Christian bookstore. Or Amazon. Or, yeah, Amazon. It's on Amazon, Amazon or sure. in Christian bookstores. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for being with us today. And next week we're going to have Pat Williams of Orlando Magic with us. So we'll have another fascinating program. Jerry Shirley, so good to have you with us. And to all our veterans around the world, we just celebrated uh, D-Day commemoration. Thank you very much for your service. God bless you. God bless thank you. America. I'm a Coast Guardsman, by the way. Excellent. Good to meet you, sir. <laughs> thank you. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.